coming to you live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Good evening, race fans, and welcome to another episode of Blind Spotting, episode 91, as it were, as we are coming off of a not so spectacular weekend of riding around at Watkins Glen and heading into the Cup Series regular season finale at Daytona. My name is Travis Sherrill, live in the Cottle Creek compound with Michael Colbreth and Andrew Coates. Gentlemen, Welcome back. How are we? I'm doing good. I was just sorry, Travis. I was buttoning my shirt up. Andrew came over and assaulted me while we while you were talking. Yeah, we were we were doing some. <laughs> he, well, he actually he peppered me. <laughs> okay, whatever. Peppered instead of assaulted. <laughs> yes, like a catfish. Well done, salt and pepper. Speaking of speaking of salty and salty podcasts, this one's going to be a good one. Yeah, we're going to... Why not? Let's do it, yes. Yeah, I, I like we've it. got a little bit of news, not a lot, but a little bit, and we're going to review Watkins Glen, for what that's worth, and preview Daytona and Milwaukee, a track in Milwaukee that hasn't been on a NASCAR schedule in more than a decade, and Daytona, the regular season finale for Cup, as I mentioned, and the Xfinity Series will run there on Friday evening. I th- when I think of Milwaukee, I think of beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the first place I had Culver's. Yep. Yep. It was in Milwaukee yep. up there. Uh, I think of Brewers. Yeah. And I think Snow. of Happy Days. Ha- oh, that's true. That's yep. good. Yep. All right. What else? What do you, what, what do you, what else? What do you think of when you think of Milwaukee, Travis? I, I don't. I think you don't, where think, my, you don't think of Milwaukee. I think of where my kids were born. Brats, I guess. West, Brats, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, up in Wisconsin. And what what town was that? Racine. Sorry, I got. I was thinking of uh, League of Our Own. Well, the racing and bells. Kenosha, but there's Kenosha is where we live, but Milwaukee is where my kids were born. All yeah. three of them. Racine is that in Wisconsin? Racine? Just north. it's in yeah. Wisconsin. Okay, they yeah. were the yellow and brown uniforms. Who thought that was good? The racing. Bells. By the way, speaking of uniforms, Day, uh, Travis's mom works at Davidson College. I'm a graduate of there. My mother worked there as well. Hmm. Davidson came out with a new logo today. Oh my goodness. And I like it. a new ca- a new cat which doesn't look yep. like a like a sourpuss from a Dr. Seuss m- book. Yep. But I looked up, do you know what the original colors of the Davidson Wildcats were before they were black and red? Black and yellow? They were not. Yellow and green. Do you know Travis? I don't. I, they were pink and light blue. <laughs> I'm okay. not joking. Huh. How about that? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about rambling about racing cuz yeah. uh, I know that they talk about us a lot. And Matt does a great job down there. Sometimes Preston joins him, Preston Luda. They live down there in South Carolina. I believe they're both firefighters, but Matt has moved into a more of a fire inspector mode. And a couple weeks ago, we decided to kind of alternate weeks with them. We have a, it's our brother show, our partner show. Yeah. And so we do one week, they do the next. And if you haven't given them a listen, Matt, Matt does a great job. Preston does a great job. Matt does a lot of the, um, production the editing uh they've been they've been doing it probably maybe a little bit longer than we have and uh we've they've been acquaintances ours for quite some time we've uh, been to races with matt and they're some they're good folks and it, they he really does a good job so give them a listen uh we appreciate their partnership and um they're on the same places racing. we are they are they're there you can check them out but uh yeah they they record every other week and 
And then we want to mention Cody Connor. We hadn't talked about him in a while. He's still racing or trying to race. Uh, and and Cody cuts his lawn lawn care business. And then uh, Adam Peter Shin. If you love our opening or our Peter, closing and our closing, that's right. He put that together. Adam Peter Shin. Good job. We've kind of got away from thanking people that have helped us out, and we we want to reinvigorate uh, our passion for our partners. Well before the Thanksgiving season. Yes. We're ahead of the curve. Is that no? Yeah, no, I mean well, it's not yeah. November. Is that normally when we reinvigorate no, our I passion just for our partners? Well, we're just typically more thankful. You turkey. I re. Oh, nice. <laughs> Careful, I'm going to stuff you. Oh my! Ooh. Oh my! Ooh, with pepper, <laughs> salt. I'm going to assault you with pepper. herbs, barley. So no, some news. Beer again. All right, news yeah, this week. Moving on for Travis. Slaps Announced us both today, in the base. which uh, we're recording on August 23rd, GMS will be closing its doors. So our buddy Grant Infinger will be looking for a place. Rajah Karuth and who's their third driver? It used to be Jack Wood. Who is it now? And I forget. I think they only run two. And they have a third full... part time, maybe. And yeah. it was Gallagher what Motorsports? Gallagher, Gallagher Motorsports. It was Gallagher it's, Motorsports where okay. GMS comes from. And, and then, then they partnered with somebody. They partnered with Legacy. Petty. With oh, Legacy. Oh, okay. Petty and then now yeah. they're yeah. Legacy. Good gracious. Yeah. So, yeah. anywho. They've uh, had but they've had a good year. They have. They um, have. GMS has. Yes. So, Legacy, not so much. Legacy, not so much. So, this was not a surprise when it was announced that Legacy Motor Club, which is a separate subsidiary to GMS Racing, even though they're owned by the same person in Maury Gallagher, when it was announced that they were switching their cup manufacturer to Toyota, they said that the truck series team was a separate entity, which any, read through the tea, read if through you lines, could read yeah. through the tea leaves, there's not a manufacturer out there that's going to provide support to two series, but the two series are going to run separate manufacturers. That's just not going to happen. And so I wish that Toyota would back their truck team because I think they're one of the better truck teams in the garage. But, you know, it's it's not going to happen. I think Grant will land on his feet. I know, Andrew, you talked before the show, possibly Kyle Busch Motorsports. We will wait and see what happens there. The reason I think that is that – Two truck teams worth of people got to go somewhere. That's a pretty well-funded team. It is. Uh, I mean, we're not talking about six guys. We're probably talking 20 to 25, maybe 30. I don't know how many. But my point is it's a pretty well-funded team. And Kyle, has, they took a step back this year with losing the Toyota support and whatever Chevrolet was willing to do, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe with Champion and some of the other things that Grant brings to the table, maybe that's a place. Or Raja. I mean, either yeah. one. I mean, but, but both those guys are going to be looking for a job and – I think both of them will find a place because, you know, certainly they're, they're caliber drivers, and especially Grant, right? So I yeah, uh, hate to hear that for him. You know, he'd finally gotten that two-year deal, and now it's over. Well, here's the thing about Grant, and we obviously don't know what's going to happen next year, but Champion Power Equipment has been with him for years. Yep. Even, you know, going back to, I think, his ARCA series days. And so if they stay with him, he brings money to a team. Think so, he might go Xfinity racing somewhere? At his age, how old is he? Thirty something. I'll look it up. Twenty something. I think he's close to forty. Really? Oh, he just—he seems I, so I much think, younger than that. I think well, he deserves. I think I want to say he's in his early thirties. Let me see. I think he's close 34. to forty. He is born in eighty-five. So yeah, he'll, so he's thirty. He'll be thirty-nine. Wow. Yeah. Um, you look good for your age, Grant. He yeah. does. He does. So anyway. Yeah. I think. I mean, I'd rather run for a truck title than run around the back of the Xfinity Series. Yes. yes. His, you know, to do it at his mm. age, yeah. right? Yeah. I think 
the advantage that he has, and I could be totally wrong on this, I think he probably saw this coming. And so I would hope that he got more warning than the announcement today. Oh, I'm sure. So I, I would I would think um, so because they've probably known this for a while. Meanwhile, there was another announcement over the weekend, guys, and this one this one shocked me a little bit because everything that I had heard Austin Hill was on his way to the Cup Series and not so fast. I wonder, though, with him staying there, if RCR is not just going to field a third team <clears throat> for eight races next year and let him I run think, it. I think he'll probably still run that Beard 62 car that he's been running this year. Yeah, but I mean, maybe. But that's not going to give him the experience he needs to run up towards the front. Yeah. But I tell you what, it's hilarious because the last two weeks, Dale Jr. has said what we've said as a show. Where did he come from? Every week, that guy's at the front. Yeah. Every week. And even it's like road courses, doesn't matter. That guy finds a way to finish top five or at least run top five every week. It's really impressive. Austin Hill. Yeah. yeah. He was gangbusters beginning of the season, though. I, mean, I, he, I know, know, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, even, kinda, on the, even on the places yeah. where, where they've struggled, he just, you look in the last stage, and he's up there in the top five. Yeah. He's, you know, some news on the broadcasting front. It looks like we're probably going to a Fox beginning NBC end in a six to eight race summer series. That's what it seems like, like in the TNT days in the previous version of the TV package. Hmm. And I hear that uh, Warner, which has both TNT and Discovery and all that, Discovery Plus, as well as Amazon, are interested. Um, so I know we don't need to beat the dead horse about the whole streaming idea, but it seems like they're definitely interested. And it said there was a third competitor that was not named in the article I read. Um, I don't know if you know anything about that, Travis. I don't. I would assume it's probably Netflix or Apple being that. Or Hulu. Or Hulu. Yeah, but something. It, yeah. You know, being that Netflix is doing a documentary or a docuseries on NASCAR. the playoffs this year that will air sometime next spring or or in the early part of 2024. Um, but they don't have a lot of live programming. That's not in their infrastructure. Don't. And no, so that don't. would be a reach, I think. For yeah, them. I, I don't think it will be them. I think I wouldn't be shocked if Warner Brothers got back into it. They've got to have something to fill that summer stretch in between their NBA and NHL coverage and you know between tbs and tnt and all that stuff they have a good set of networks to handle that yeah on basic do. cable and if you recall prior to 2007 they broadcast nascar for almost 40 years yep. back to the old tnn, TNN days. buddy baker and eli gold so you know uh, it's yeah. Those are we'll bring some back some memories. Oh, yeah. I remember watching those. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Weren't they tape delayed or something? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they were. Yeah. So we mentioned Netflix doing a playoff series. That'll be exciting as we see more information about that. And then some some personal notes. I think uh, last time I was in it on the podcast, unfortunately. But did you talk at all about the SRX? We didn't. We forgot. Right. We kind of wanted to wait on. We you. wanted to wait for you. Oh, um, sweetie, that's a good answer. Yeah. So huh? Huh? <laughs> so let's just back up a minute. So we went to. Pulaski County Motor Sports Park, a.k.a. Motor Mile Speedway, back at the end of July Virginia. for the SRX yep. race in Virginia. Near Roanoke. Yep, near Roanoke, about a two-hour drive. And Lovely we, drive, lovely. Yep, and that is a nice facility. It's a little, I think it's a four-tenths of a mile oval, paved. And we had sweet tickets, uh, had some delicious pasta, with uh, chicken, with mushroom chicken 
yeah, for, for a meal. Oh my, yes. some it cookies, nice comfortable seats. Uh, yeah, the interesting Brownies. thing. Interesting thing about the seats, boys. The 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 tilt. <laughs> they were banked. <laughs> yeah, they were banked about as much as the corners, which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'd rather sit there than on the no bleachers concrete like the bottom of Charlotte Motor oh. Speedway in the eighties. Absolutely. Yeah. Woo! But a great facility. We sat in the air conditioning. We didn't have to worry about earplugs. Got to see a good race. We got to see Paul Tracy hit everything but the pace car. And uh, and then get kicked out of SRX. Did he really? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, that mm-hmm. week, that week, that, that Friday morning, we did not hear this. I did not know this happened. But in the middle of the race, when Tracy and Schrader got together and caused that big pileup well, at the end. Yeah, and Schrader said he'd never race with yeah, him Yeah, Schrader said, it's either him or it's me. And the next day, the SRX officials uh, decided that uh, Mr. Tracy would not be part of the SRX series anymore. I, I kind of hate that. I, I I know they don't like him tearing up the equipment, but you need a you need a heel. Ask, ask Vince McMahon. You do, but you don't need him hitting. Every, I mean, I think I could drive and hit less stuff than I he guess. hit. Yeah, I just like he's such a cocky jerk, and I just enjoy watching him get his butt kicked. Well, I don't. I but don't, it was good, right? If you haven't been, it's worth it. It's about a three-hour show in terms of the pre-race, the heats, and then the feature. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, I mean, it's on a Thursday. I, I, I kind of wish it was back on a Saturday. It's a little inconvenient on a Thursday, but great crowd, good mm-hmm. energy. And unfortunately, I don't think the ratings were what they were looking for. But to be fair, it's, you know, they kept saying the ratings were less than they were on Saturday. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's a Thursday night, but I thought it was fun. It was a I, good time. I'd go again. I, I would too. I, I hope next year they have a race that's close to us. I, I will say, I think the thing that hurts the ratings, 9 p.m. green flag. That yeah. doesn't that doesn't do a favor for us here on the East Coast. No, but it's only six out west. It's I like get it. you can't you can't win with that. I think, and the Midwest is where a lot of those tracks are a lot of times, and yeah. so that's an eight o'clock green flag. But and you boys had a great. Ex- oh, Mike, you had. Oh, one, I was going to say Ryan Newman. Oh, won he won the, the title. Yes, that's right. Won yeah. the title. So that makes smoke. And then who won it last year? Uh, Ernie Francis Jr. No, no, no. He led it, and then he didn't win it. And oh, it really oh, is oh, uh, Marco. Marco, Marco Andretti, Andretti. Mm-hmm. that's right, and it's really you know what what does that really mean? Nothing. It's like uh, the old Iraq uh, championship because Kyle Busch ran twice, and I believe he won twice. There were nine, yeah. right? There were nine full time uh, drivers. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, but I, it was entertaining. Oh, for sure. I enjoyed yeah. being there. It's and just I would it's like just something back. else that those guys can yeah. throw up in their trophy case. And I'll say this about Newman though: for a guy that kind of was forced out of NASCAR. In a way, yeah, he he came back. He proved that he could be competitive. Because let's face mm-hmm. it, his last couple of years in the Cup Series, he was not competitive. No, and, and then he about went through his roof. Yep, and you know, and it showed his girls, Daddy, Daddy still, got, still got it. That's right. So I, you know, Ken Trainer still got it at seventy. Yes, he yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still running about a hundred races a year. And by the way, somebody Something asked for Haley D going to do it as well. Well, and, and she finished second in the standings yeah was in the standings or, and, and one of the races yeah but was well, one of the races. and she gets somebody beat asked up out there well somebody asked tony about what he put her in his xfinity car and he said she's great on dirt why would i put her in a pavement series so i wonder if he's going to put her in one of his hmm, interesting one of his sprint cars or like yeah something else yeah, yeah. uh okay. he also had um one of his female drivers that drives hmm. for tony stewart racing was actually killed in a Oh my! Automobile accident, a road rage incident. I read on Facebook. So tragic uh, issue for the not his wife. 
no, another, no, no. It was a driver of his. Yeah. 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 Not, mm. not and I, like Oval Track, um, like in the dirt oh. series. Not, oh, okay. Not oh, the, not the drag race. Yeah, I hate to hear that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Anyway, uh, on a lighter note, you guys had a great time last Saturday we night. Did. I was uh, celebrating my father-in-law's birthday, but tell us about last Saturday. Well, we started off where, Travis? Where did we <laughs> Where did we first go to? Uh, we started off at Little Richard's Barbecue. You went back, did you? Yep. Oh, yeah. So, Absolutely. So and we would uh, do it again. So let's back up for a minute. There's oh, a, there's back a little it on up. story There's a backstory with you and Andy Poor. So, well, well, yes, but... So Jason Sentis, who is the associate pastor at the First Presbyterian Church in Mooresville, came by the library where I worked the other day and wanted to see our historian... Anyway, make a long story short, I asked Jason when he was at the library, I said, you know, you're getting ready to move back to Massachusetts. I said, what is one thing that you wanted to do in North Carolina that you didn't get to do? And he said, well, he said, it doesn't matter, he said, because I'm not going to get to do it. And I said, well, what is it? He said, well, I wanted to go to a race at Bowman Gray Stadium. And I said, well, I said, the season finale is this Saturday night, which was last Saturday. And I said, I think Michael and I and maybe Andrew are planning on going. And so that turned into, we had about, what, Michael, 20 people yeah, go? Because, yeah, ballpark, I heard uh, it was about 14,000 people in the crowd. Well, Jason had put an open invitation out to his his guys in the, the Bible study. men's oh, Bible yeah, yeah, study yeah. on Saturday the, morning. Must have half of them and their families showed up. Yeah. So, and uh, Nathan Glad. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a good it time. Was a, it was a good group, and we ran into Mickey Russell and yeah, uh, yeah. and his family there, and yep. we all ended up by the end of the night we were all sitting together. Yeah. So yeah, uh, but all total, yeah, it holds seventeen thousand. There must have been at least fourteen and yeah. we thousand people there. So last year when we went, we got to park <laughs> in the actual parking lot where mm. you're supposed to park. Not this year. Was no. it bigger crowd or what? Yeah, I, I, we got there. Later, we, yeah. I, I can't uh, remember, but we must have because we there. tailgated for like an hour and a half before it. Yeah, last time. we yeah. Did, we showed up thirty that's minutes before seven fifteen. Oh, that's yeah. And so we had to park across the street in a and off the side of a football field. Drove down a sidewalk, you know, along with a lot of other people. But we made it out really quickly. Yeah, and um, yeah, four. So they have four series. It is the you know a, a good way to describe it. It's racing. It's good racing, but at times it's like WWE. Yes. mixed with racing it's there, just it's uh there were fights in the stands i heard that there were like two seven-year-olds fighting behind the stand just oh like, it's man just, i'd love to yeah. see that and they called the madhouse for good reason yeah and um some of the racing is a little too rough for my taste so one example was the was it tim tim J- tim Jones, tim, tim uh tim Jennings. close i don't know I, anyway he's the 12-time series champion of the modifieds oh, tim brown tim brown yep and runs the bright orange car. So he had to finish within no more than two spaces behind this other guy to win his 13th title, his 13th track title. So the laps were winding down. I think Tim was running fifth. The other guy was running second. So he had to do something. One had to lose or one had to gain. So so he got up under the fourth-place car, turned him, brought a caution out. Okay, so then he was within two spots or whatever, three spots. So, but the guy he turned didn't damage his car. During the caution, just <laughs> reverses field, comes back through the field, and just like may, waylays the corner of his car, and is allowed to continue in the race. <laughs> and so that part of it, 
not not a fan. Yeah. Like, it's just like, uh, especially given that these guys can't afford that kind of stuff. No, well, Tim Brown may because he's got a lot of sponsors. Right, but I'm just but saying, the other like guy, the rest of them. Like, what yeah. if he had hit one just somebody else, or the danger yeah. of it all? And yes, yeah. and and so and then another guy came along and hit Tim Brown's car and knocked his front tire. So he was done. Like, no chance at a championship with three laps to go. Like. An entire season's worth of work. Yeah, and uh, you know, if the I'd like to ask the other guy, if you're in the same spot, would you do that? Would you? Do, of course, you would have. Yes, you. Well, it, we're going to talk about that know, in the so Xfinity anyway, race here in a minute. Four series: the modifieds, the like a late model race, and then a sportsman, and then it's like bring it out. Bring, hey, was bring, that bring one car all. there? There was a the, Pinto. Yes. The Pinto that's the last, really high. Yeah. Well, it was kind of kind of high. One, it was, it was a different oh. Pinto. But that's the, the stadium series. Yep. Anybody style, as long as a four-cylinder engine. And four-cylinder so engine small, and a roll cage. big cars. Right. right. And it was just 15 laps of mayhem. <laughs> yeah. So highly recommended. We'd love to go to the season opener because I imagine there's a lot of anticipation to that event. The opener just like, hey, how are we going to kick things off? And then, so that might be something we do in the, like, April, Travis? It's in April, yeah. The yeah. craziest thing I saw all night. Last year, the Pinto that Andrew referred to uh, flipped over. Lost all of its fuel. They flipped it back over, put fuel in it, and the guy finished the race. Yep. Well, I thought that was. Oh, I thought that was this year. Yeah, we topped it this year. There was a car, and I forget what race it was in. It flipped over the guardrail (laughs) and was on the side of the fence Mm -hmm. where the fans were at. Mm -hmm. And. Two tow trucks. Two tow trucks. And and we were thinking, oh gosh, this is going to be 30 minutes to an hour. No, they had this thing flipped. And back running in five to eight Didn't even minutes. lose a lap. Take some notes, NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good and, Lord. And their, yeah. and their cautions, two to three laps. Yeah. yeah. Back at it. Yeah. yeah. The, but, the car th- continued in the race. Yeah, the car that flipped <laughs> over the guardrail continued. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. Well, there was not that much action at Watkins Glen no. for the Cup Series. Uh, do you want to start with Cup or Xfinity? Let's start with Cup and get it over with. So William Byron dominated most of the race, <laughs> won stage two and led the most laps. Denny Hamlin qualified on the pole and ran strong all day, probably his best road course race at Becoming the Glen ever. Quite the little bit of a road racer here, isn't he? Little Did he bit, finish little decently bit. earlier in the season? Well, in a, yeah, keep going. Sorry. I got I got some thoughts on that in the segment segment we're gonna talk about. But um, otherwise, because there was no new winner, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick are now locked in. Good for RFK. They got two cars in. It means that unless there's a new winner, Bubba just needs to stay out of trouble this weekend. Mm-hmm. But he has to be careful. I and mean, there's a reason they put the finale at Daytona. If the 48 of the nine wins, he's out. And if I'm Bubba, I just don't worry about that. No. I'm probably running the back all night. Mm-hmm. All you can do is go for the win. You can't points race against a guy who might be a new winner at Daytona. It's just nothing you can do. Right. You know, there's just right. nothing you can do. So I know there was controversy about there was only one caution. It's been two weeks in a row with only one caution. We're going to talk about that in the segment segment about road courses in general. But any other thoughts on on what was typically a pretty bland day? Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Alan Gustafson. What in the world are you thinking? Well, here's the thing. There yeah, were walk of, us through that. I didn't get to see it. So, so what, what I, I was listening. So if you go online, you can watch NASCAR Drive, and you can watch the in-car camera from any driver, and then you can listen to the in-car camera or into the radio. And they pitted earlier than everybody and got a lot of track position. They got about five positions. They moved from 13th to about 7th or 8th. So then they were trying to stretch fuel to try and get a little bit closer on sequence than everybody else. And he comes on about, he says, we're going to pit in about 10 laps. It's going to hit the switch. When it hits the switch, we've got three laps of fuel 
That means once you hit it, pass me twice and then pit. Okay, so two and a half, two and three quarters laps probably. Mm-hmm. Which is seven like, and a half that's a miles. Long, that's a long way, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, coming up out of the S's, which, you know, it's the a gallon. Car, I think they have a gallon. Yeah. It's the, about it's a, a gallon. Well, Steve Latart said there's no way it held that much. No. But, so he runs out coming up the S's and then coasts to a stop in the bus stop and got a lap down and he could have gotten his lap back, but he never would have gotten past 20th. Alan Gustafson comes on and says, ah, F, bad information. And Al Gustafson makes some gutsy calls and he makes some boneheaded calls. He's kind of checkers or wreckers when it comes mm-hmm. out. I don't know if I feel like he needs to move on if Elliot's ever going to win another title. But the thing I don't understand as a cup crew chief, sitting there listening to that when he came on and said, you're going to have three laps on the switch. I went, they make that box in the back bigger? Right. Because mm-hmm. that seems like a long way. Like three miles. Maybe. And he ran out. Barely two laps in. So if even if they'd only done two laps, he would have mm-hmm. barely made it back to pit I think road. he misspoke. Yeah. I think it would have been... How long was the track? 2.45 two miles. Four, five I miles. think three miles was what he meant to say, not three laps. Well, that would be I like don't think so, because he said it multiple so. times. Yeah, I, I don't think so, because you wouldn't tell a driver three but miles. But the thing I don't understand is, I know crew chiefs have to have a... But you think you'd know how much was in the switch. So if I'm Hendrick... Yes. If I'm Chase Elliott... Al Augustuson's had a rough couple years behind, on the pit box. Now, Elliot's done himself no favors, and the reason he's on the outside looking in is 100% due to the suspension from wrecking Denny Hamlin. If he hadn't missed that race, he'd be where Bubba Wallace is in points. So, mm. he okay, so take the skiing accident out. He's still missing six races, would have been 16th in points, which probably tells you that 16 is too many drivers to make playoffs, but that's a whole other argument. He's got no one to blame but himself. I do not expect the nine team to go down there and wreck anybody to be a bully. He just doesn't race that way. Um, You're going to know, Chase Elliott fans and Alex Bowman fans, you're going to know in the first stage whether or not they have a shot to win the race. If they're not in the first three positions after the first stage, it's not going to happen. So... I don't know what's going to happen with Alec Gustafson. I don't. I know he's won a lot of races. I know he's been with a lot of success, had a lot of success with drivers, but he's only had one title. So can I say something you're not going to agree with? Sure. I, yeah. I don't put this on Alan Gustafson. I, I put some of it on him, sure. He's the leader of that team. However, he's got engineers on the pit box, and he's got engineers in the war room back in Concord. And you're telling me that they didn't catch what he was smoking or what he was saying? I guess. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying is somebody gave him that information, but when he heard it, he didn't think to say, three laps? Maybe right. he did. Mm-hmm. But when he said it over the radio, he acted completely caught by surprise. So I know what you're saying, Travis, but I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Hendrick dropped the ball big time. Well, and you're right. It's not just one person, but somebody probably lost their job over that. And here's the other fact of the matter. Even if mm. Chase doesn't run out of gas, he doesn't win that race. Not without another caution. I mean, he, he probably finishes top five, and yeah. if there had been a late caution, maybe. But you're right. He he didn't have the speed back in traffic, and some of that was the pit sequence. But if he had gotten to third or fourth, and a caution came out, and he somehow got the lead, mm-hmm. and I know these are a lot of ifs, he would have been like the 24 car. Yeah. But you're right. He probably wouldn't have. Yeah. But... He definitely didn't after he finished 30th. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Xfinity. Much better race. 
Yeah, but I still, and we're going to talk about this, I still not like not having the stages because all those Xfinity races become on road courses or crashed. So it was better, but I, I, I've got a, I've got a proposed solution for how you fix the cup side. Anyway, okay. Ty Gibbs leads 70 of the 82 laps, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And then gets wrecked by Sam Mayer going into turn one. Back to what you were saying, Michael, wouldn't you have done the same thing if you were in that? In fact, Ty Gibbs, you did the same thing at Martinsville. We're going to talk about Ty Gibbs a little bit in the segment segment also. I added a question, Travis. Okay. So other than that, it was a very dominant race by by the 54 car. It was never a question who was the better car. He was out by three seconds and then just pedaled it. I think the biggest thing is that Kligerman still has a shot with two races to go to make it. I think we all are fans of Parker. He closed it really. Herbst had a terribly unfortunate race. But other than that, it was some good passing, some good comers and goers. You know, those cars are much more unequal as are the drivers. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more passing. Also remember, it's not the next gen car. It's the old style of car. It's got more roll in it. It doesn't have as good a brakes, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, I thought it was a good race. Yeah. And the one thing I'll say, I like the radio style that NBC does. It's different, but I like it because when you're broadcasting a race on television at a road course, it's hard to see everything. But if you've got guys who know what they're looking for, all the way around the racetrack, you're probably going to get most things. And is there a better guy to put in the bus stop than Dale Jr.? No. I, I'll tell you what. I'm not as irritated by Jeff Burton this year. And some of it's probably because we've had a lot of radio style. But daggum, do I love Jr. and Steve Letart. Yes. I don't like Rick Allen as much as I like Mike Joy. But compared to Clint and then the ad- announcer du jour, NBC's kicking Fox's butt. Yes. In the broadcast. For sure. I think Latarte is exceptional in the way that he explains to the layman what's going on. When that issue with Mm. Elliot happened, yes, they had a visual to go with it, but Latarte was exceptional at breaking down how that switch works in the fuel cell and why it's that way, et cetera. It was was just as really... I just sat back and said, that's really, really well done. Yeah. He's really good at that. I, I think he's probably... No offense to Larry Mack, but I think he's Larry Mack in in 2002. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right, let's jump into the segment segment. Let's do it. So Watkins Glen was running under two hours. Indy was quick. Both of them had only two cautions. And uh, they were short time-wise, but exhausting for the drivers because they didn't have a chance to take a bread, uh, drink of water is what Brad Kay said. The downside to the stages is you bunch the cars up and you have more chances of, of, uh, of a wreck. And also... It takes some of the strategy away because you know you have a caution within your fuel window in the first two stages. And so the races were much more predictable. I think some of the bumper cars got solved by backing up the restart zone at Indy so that the cars were more spread out like they are at Watkins Glen. But Travis, your question is, what is what do you think about the road course racing this year? The lack of stages, the lack of ca- or lack of stage breaks, and therefore the lack of cautions. Do you like that kind of racing? And if you don't like that kind of racing, what would you do about it? Well, I was a fan of getting rid of the stages because I felt like it would open up strategy and it would allow us to have fuel mileage races and just some different things that we haven't seen in a while. But what I didn't expect was the spread out, nobody's even close to one another. Formula One. Formula One style racing. And that's exactly what we've got. And I will I, say, William Byron put did the overcut. You know, that's a Formula One move. He stayed yeah. out an extra lap, pushed hard, 
And then that was the difference in the race. Yeah. But I don't like it. I don't think it's brought the strategy aspect of it as much as Cause you can't pass. people thought it would. Yeah. I think they need to bring the stages back, limit the stage breaks to two laps. Because let's face it, they get the... They get the one to go on the back side of the course. It's not like they get it at the start-finish line. And I think they will bring the stages back next year. I think that they've it's proven that this did not work. And that's fine. You you don't know if it's, if something's going to work. The, the other issue is the car. The car's just god-awful on road courses. Michael, what do you think? Yeah, just boring. I mean, I, I wouldn't pay to go watch that. And I wouldn't want to sit and watch that for two hours or yeah. three hours or one hour. Mm-hmm. I was much more entertained by what we saw at Bowman Gray. I mean, to an extent. I mean, because yeah. it was they were they were close. There was action. Yeah. I didn't like the the, the hijinks and the tomfoolery, but the action was better. There was a chance to see someone pass. You had to see you know somebody get under somebody, pass someone on the straightaway, maintain the position. And I think the cars have just I don't know. Maybe it's just the result of them making the cars too much alike, and they just can't get around each other. And it exposes that on the road course. I didn't watch the race, but to hear you guys describe it. And hear folks talk about it on the radio. It's just not. It, it wasn't wasn't interesting. You talked about is Denny Hamlin a, a road course guy now? So first, let me back up. I don't think they should ever bring the stage breaks back. In fact, I'd like to see them eliminate them on ovals. I hate them. I've always hated them. I think they're artificial. But I understand where people are complaining. To me, watching. That race on Sunday, the issue is not the stages. The issue is the brakes and the tires are too good. The thing that made Jeff Gordon and Tony Stewart and Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch so good on road courses, Kyle Larson, was they had the ability to outbreak guys into the corner. Mm -hmm. They knew how to keep their cars under control that another guy couldn't do. And you saw that in on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You saw it and you, well, the truck series, they're all out of control, but... I, I, I like from the Xfinity race that there were no stages. That would have been a crash fest and it would have been no fun. Yes, Ty Gims dominate. I understand. But that's also going to happen in Xfinity where you got one guy. That's always happened in Xfinity road courses. We always have a ringer from the Cup Series. But anyway, what I'm saying is the brakes are so good, and Junior said this multiple times, mm. that they're braking not a few, but a hundred yards later going into the corner. So if you've shortened the braking area up that much, mm-hmm. There's no room to outbreak a guy. Right. Anymore. There's no room for and a therefore, skill to. And therefore, you can't you know. change your line entering the quarter and get a run off to pass a guy. Mm-hmm. So you can keep a guy behind you unless you screw up so bad that he gets a run on you. So to me, I would not yeah. jettison the stages, but try to figure out on road courses how to make the brakes not as good. Now, maybe they don't want to do that. Yeah. But I think you would have, if you had had like, when Elliot went to the back or when the when the eight went to the back or any of those and those guys could plow up through the field like 10 years ago, I think it would have been much more compelling race. But now all you got to do is just get a one second lead. They can't pass you in dirty air because they can't get enough a run because you mm-hmm. can just wait and late break them. I, yeah. th- I think the easiest thing to do, and I don't know how far into the 2024 schedule they are. I think the easiest thing to do is to drastically limit the number of road courses. Yeah, I like them. I like them though because I think it's a different skill set. It is. Yep. I think that what they've done is they've made it a go kart race, and I think the issue is with the car. I really do. So it bring is. back the stages, bunch them up a little bit, and make I it think, interesting. Yeah, but I'm afraid if you bring those stages back, 
you're just going to end up with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson winning them all. Well, yeah, that, that's, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's I not an easy that. answer. I don't think there's a perfect solution short of scrapping the next gen car think, on road courses and short tracks and creating a, another car. And the teams aren't going to go for that, and nor should they. Yeah, yeah. and you've opened that can. And you're going well. Let's make a speedway car. And let's make a. Do you know one, um, one other uh, reason that we car. haven't really talked a, about? Do you know one reason that there's more road courses? That's what everybody in the rest of the world's used to. Yeah, and they want and they other people to watch. Grow, yeah, uh, they want to grow the sport. Yeah. yeah, I don't think six out of thirty-six is an unreasonable number of road courses. Interested to see if that, in fact, led to an uptick in interest or viewership, I don't know. or I don't well, know. I think you're going to lose two next year for sure. Well, Indy Road Course is gone. You're going to lose Indy, and I think you're going to lose the Roval. Which is a shame. They need, then they'll. Ha- I wish they would put a road course in the in the chase because we always said that that's mm-hmm. one of the things is like yeah. Yeah. Kevin Harvick has a title because there wasn't a road course in the final ten yeah. races. I would be shocked if they ran on the Roval next year. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is it? Is that what you're hearing? No, it's just the type the type of racing. I think they're going to keep it. I think they it's want a, a road take. course. And the problem with most of the road courses, unless you're going to go to Sonoma, which doesn't fit well geographically, you can't go to the rest of them because it's end of fall. Yeah, I just don't think they need a road course in the playoffs. Oh, I do. I think wasn't it, it well attended? Yeah. Yeah, not last year very not, well. No. But it was all right. It's better yeah. than the May race. It's still interesting. It's, it's still very interesting. interesting. Yeah. I, I would interesting. love a road course. In the, how can you crown a champion in the playoffs? Be, I mean, you're not going through all the disciplines. So if you're not going to have a road course in the playoffs, then don't have them at all. Yeah, but you got to realize NASCAR is trying to sell a product. And a driver winning by 15 seconds and leading 70 of 100. And, yeah, of but that's seven, Xfinity. That's not, of, that's not that's not an next-gen car problem. But Byron led 65 out of 90 yeah. laps. Yeah, but it was close the whole time. Works for F1. Yeah. I mean, would you have changed the Charlotte 600 after 391 laps by Martin Truex? I mean, sometimes you're going to have dominant guys. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, my, but seeing it two weeks in a row on the same type of track. But you don't see it track. at the Roval. Roval did, doesn't. You, did you enjoy the All-Star race this summer? Because I believe... Kyle Larson pretty much dominated that one. Yeah, but that was a novelty at North Wilkesboro. We I hadn't it. seen that in a while. But I think okay. if you're going to say that they're the best stock car drivers in the world, you can't crown a champion without putting them on a road course. Okay. Sorry. We can agree to disagree. Okay. Ty Gibbs. Mm, zesty. We I thought like he had We thought he, he had matured a little bit. And then after he gets wrecked, he gets out of the car and he has these two things to say. He said on television, I think, he, I think he, being Sam Mayer, has more starts than I do, and this is his second win. Congratulations to him on his second. Wish I could have gotten my 13th. And then on MRN, <laughs> I'm racing on Sundays. He has more starts, and I have more wins. What do you think that means for Ty Gibbs in terms of his immediate future and his long-term tenure in the sport? I don't think it means anything other than the fact that he does not need to run Xfinity anymore. Because if you notice... He doesn't do these types of things on Sunday. He does them on Saturday because he thinks he's inferior to the competition. No, they're inferior. Superior. They're inferior to yeah. him, and he can get away with it. Sounds like a young Kyle Busch to me. Yeah, but you know what? Kyle Busch never wrecked guys. Nope. And this he was is, arrogant, but and he this never is, turned guys. This is at least the fourth instance where he's wrecked sounds like. people in Xfinity. He definitely sounds like, sounds like him, and that's what yeah. I thought myself. Is There's that cocky arrogance, but... He puts his bumper to guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that part of it. But I mean, com- I don't the mind comments, the heel part, but the. He's I just, might have said the same thing. And man, they booed him. Oof. So here's uh, the thing. That's okay. So here's the thing. I like it. If you're going to do it on Saturday, have the balls to do it Sunday. Well, he knows better. 
because he knows the he knows the eleven will come down there and you know yell at him. Well, I know. I'm just saying, don't don't cherry pick because you're running in a lower series. Don't change your driving style. Kyle Busch doesn't. Well, I mean, a lot of NASCARs, cup guys have done that over the years. Yeah, they go down there and cherry pick and lower he, series. He's not limited to five, correct? I've never no. been a fan of that. I don't. I don't like that at all. What's to that? Be honest, the if you're full time cup guy, stay there. Yeah, I don't mind it for guys in their first three seasons. Yeah, yeah, he, that's true. That's I don't true. mind that because yeah. I think. And, but and if, to you're, your if you're point, Kevin Harvick, what are you doing down there? Yes, you're just getting experience on that course. But the that's reason, all you're doing. the reason they do it is it puts butts in seats. It does, and and so that's why your, they did the five limit, just because that way it's spread out. And to they a don't point the that you made earlier in the this year, it gives the it gives the you know, those guys some competition, but it's some better competition to race against. Yeah, it gives them a rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is true. Third segment. NASCAR is considering an incentive program. I, I I read through this a few times, but I want to make sure that Travis, you explain it so that we our listeners know exactly what we're talking about before we debate it. Okay. So go ahead and sort of explain what NASCAR is considering with this twenty million dollars. All right. So NASCAR is considering an incentive program. Basically, and this is preliminary, so none of this is confirmed yet, but basically the number that they've thrown out there is $20 million that they would put into this program. And basically, it would incentivize drivers to promote the sport. This means going on Sirius XM NASCAR radio and doing interviews, going on local network affiliates prior to a racing weekend and doing interviews racing at a local short track with young and up up and coming stars and and that's just some of the things that this would include now i don't know how it would be determined who would get paid what my guess is that the more you do it the more you get paid and i don't know if it would be based on your points position i don't or your experience or your your experience popularity i don't know how that would work but what are you guys thoughts on that i have my thoughts what go ahead share your thoughts and then we can jump in so my thoughts are that this should not even have to happen these guys should want to go do interviews with sirius x and nascar radio they Mm -hmm. should want to go and and race at local short tracks like the srx series and berlin raceway and different places like that they should want to do local television hits in the markets where nascar is racing i think these things should be put in their contract i think this is something they should have to do no matter what race at saturday night short tracks and Oh, if you don't want to race, I understand that. But just the promotion the part. There's no part reason why yeah, you the media can't part. promote your sport. The Agreed. sport that pays your salary. And then I, then it makes it feel like when they are interviewing someone that they're just there to get paid a little extra. Yeah. I don't, I don't I'm not a I don't I don't like this. I'm not a fan of this well, really. I have to plead ignorance and I don't know how the other sports are structured. Like do players get additional bonuses for doing interviews in the Braves organization. I, I, yeah, no I don't idea, right? know. I, 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 but here's, here's a couple of thoughts. How much money a year, all things together, do you think Kevin Harvick makes? Just guess. You mean with sponsorships and whatnot? Everything. How much do you think his he files on his taxes as in, as gross income? Probably $10 million. Okay. Do you think 55. a one out of 36 share of $20 million is going to motivate him to do anything? No. I don't. No. That, that, I don't think it's enough money. That Would was, you? That was the other thing. 
Like, like not if I'm making that much. That's but. what I'm saying. So if you're a top ten guy in the sport, why would you bother? Yeah, that, and if you're not a top ten guy, you'd think you'd want to do it to attract sponsors to get your name. Like, why yes. is this even here? Yeah, the I don't whole, think it's necessary. Yeah. The whole I, point. I, I, don't, I agree. The whole point of this is that unless they're forced to, we often don't hear from Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott. Kyle well, Larson. finish in the top three. Then you're required to. During the week, <laughs> we don't hear from them just for the heck of it. No, and, him, but you know what? You also don't hear from every major league pitcher during the week. You don't. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't... Yes, some of the guys in the NFL have those radio deals. But d- did you hear Cam Newton speak besides his press conference after the Panthers games every week? No. Nope. But you've also got to realize... And, and I'm, I'm not... I'm just saying this for baseball. You also got to realize for baseball... 60% of them don't speak English. Well, there's that. But there's always translators. I guess, to me, this is reducing the cost of entry for owners so that they can pay the drivers less and put it on the net, the sanctioning body. That's, to me, what this is. Yeah. This, this is, is taking away driver salary out of the owner's pockets. I also think this is another way hmm. the teams are crying wolf saying they need more money. I think this is NASCAR's way of saying, yeah, we'll give you more money, but your driver better do something for us. Oh, could be. Yeah, might be. Could be. I think they should earn a million dollars every time they come on our show. I don't know who's paying that. I was going to no, say, NASCAR. I don't, I don't NASCAR. Know who's I mean, but, but I mean, I think that we our could show probably be the only a million one that would be worth pesos. Not, well, it's not us. Yeah. It's not us paying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah. worth it. Anyway, that's going to be an interesting development to watch, and I don't know that we'll know anything so, about it until... To me, none of that happens if the drivers don't unionize. Sorry, I bet it doesn't. That might be a counter-strategy to keep the drivers from unionizing. I, I don't think... So why would you do it? they're not currently unionized. Like the, no, they're, uh, not. they're not. They're independent That's what I say. The NFLPA has a lot of weight around it, and that's where I think a lot of those contractual obligations, it's not in their contract with the team, mm-hmm. it's through the Players Association, and that's who negotiates with the media outlets. You, you. As an individual contractor to the NFLPA. Anyway, yeah. let's jump into picks. We're going to start the weekend. Actually, we're going to start the weekend at Daytona, but on Saturday, there's going to be the trucks at Milwaukee. Hadn't raced there in 12 years? Long time, yeah. I saw A.J. Allmendinger running cart there in 2003 or four that's a long time ago 20 years mm. ago that's mm. the only race i've ever seen there i've parked in the infield a whole bunch of times to go to the wisconsin state fair because you park in the racetrack to go there it's a permanent facility it's a flat one mile race it's a big martinsville it's yep. kind of a new hampshire it's a little bit it's a little bit more paper clipped than than new hampshire and it's also the longest continuously operating motorsports park in the world which yeah. is cool Yep. We should go up there one time. Sometime. It's neat. It's a neat place. Yeah. All right. Who who we got? Michael, you want to go first? Are we doing trucks? Yeah, trucks at Milwaukee. I'll go. Is anybody else going to pick Ty Majeski? No, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. He's good on short tracks, and yeah. this will race like a short track. He's a handsome young man. Yeah. I'll say that. He's a he's a, he's a media darling. I was looking this up and saw a picture of him. He's I'm not, I don't swing that way, but he's a good looking dude. You're not, but if you were. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. All right, you were going to take... I'm going to take Zane Smith. He's really Alex good Alex Bowman, at, if you're listening. He's really good at... Oh. Yep. Mm. Alex and Ty. Ty and Alex. Not not me and Ty. Or, okay. Or you and Alex. Okay. I'm confused. No. All right, so Zane Smith is who I'm taking in 38. Well, Michael took my first pick, which is fine. Oh. But I think he's going to be motivated after finding out what Rant. he found out today. I'm going to take the finger. I'd love to see it. This is the first round of the playoffs, right? Yep. Excuse me? So he'd advance. 
You're you going to take the finger? Take the finger. The wow. finger. We're going to give it. everybody the finger. That's his, his nickname. Hello. His nickname is The Finger. Xfinity. Does he still have his pig? Yes, he still has Wilbur. Okay. Wilbur. Wilbur. Yeah. I knew it was named after a TV thing. Yeah. Daytona. I'm, I'm taking Austin Hill. Hmm. Good pick, Michael. Well, there's some interesting little uh, caveats this weekend. Uh, I'm sure you guys know this, but our listeners may not. Uh, Trevor Bain will be racing this weekend. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, first in a three-race three series races, yeah. for Gibbs. And Jeb Burton is going to be racing his father's old paint scheme. Uh, so Jordan Anderson racing three entries this weekend. One of them is the 22, and they're going to be running that old cat Yep, uh, paint scheme, the yellow and black, the late '90s, early, the uh, one he won Daytona with. Yeah, yep. yeah. So yes, the twenty. So Jeb Burton is going to be running his father's paint scheme and number in the oh and, and the number. Oh, and, yeah, oh, and number the twenty-two. Yeah, instead it's, of it's the really twenty-seven. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so they he, put in the third guy in the twenty-seven. So and, and Jordan and, Anderson, I think, is racing. Yeah, and then Ratzloff in the thirty-one. Jordan Anderson is racing the the twenty-seven. Uh, this the first time he's been in a NASCAR race since his fiery crash at Daytona mm. uh, in the truck series the a truck few series. years ago. I thought that was Talladega. Was it Daytona? I think it was Daytona. One of them, yeah. And the other interesting factoid, his father-in-law, Larry McReynolds, will be calling the shots. Oh, he is going to be on the box. On the box of, mm-hmm. uh, on, Jordan, uh, Anderson. of Jordan Anderson. That's okay. So I'm going to go Jeb Burton. That'd be I, awesome. Yeah, he and he won at Talladega earlier this year. But yeah, I am going to take y'all left him for me, so I'm going to take him, Justin Haley. Yeah, he just is underperformed. I get it, but he runs well in Xfinity on a super he speedway. He does. He mm-hmm. does. You're going over. Is he running for Rick Ware? And, and, and in the Coliseum, he runs really well. Yeah, he's the running. The, he's running. So he runs the, three races a year. Well, yeah, he's running the ten <laughs> for five. And so. then Cup. Here's what I want for Cup. Okay. Your winner of the race. You'll get whatever I want to give you. And who gets the 16th? Is it Bubba on points? Because I don't... Can he get outpointed, Travis? If he finishes last, I think. By Gibbs, correct? He has yeah. a 32-point lead, which ironically... Oh, so he could. Yeah, yeah I he think could. that... So is it going to be... It wasn't a 32-point difference last year between um, Truex and Blaney? I think so. Something, something like, so, yeah. something ironically. like that. Ironically. Yeah, so, so it's either going to be Gibbs... Wallace or a new winner. Mm-hmm. So I want to know who wins the race, and if that's a new winner, it's obvious who makes the playoffs. Daniel it's Suarez not a new winner. also could make it on points, but it's forty. He's forty-three points. Oh, so he technically could. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he could win the race. And yes. It don't matter. At least what this Travis, is what who you got? Fox Sports says. Boy, he hasn't won in a while. Give me Joey Logano to win the race, and I'm going to say that Bubba will hold on to that 16th and final playoff If he qualifies spot. top 10, run top 10, get your stage points, and then hang out in the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just get, just, sure. get Tever, just get Tyler Reddick to ride around back with you and not, not get lapped, and then... Yep. Michael, you want to go? You want me to go? Oh, uh, you can go. I don't think you have... No one is picking you up. I say Bubba wins and takes it all. So he's, he's the okay. new winner and gets in. That was my third pick. Okay. All right. My first pick is for him to double up at Daytona this year, and that'll be the Ricky Stenhouse. That's not a bad number forty-seven. Not, not a bad. He runs, the only runs good on those. The only ways, thing is, it which was means Wallace much gets cooler in. in February than it's going to be. Yeah, that's okay. No, I'm just saying. That's all right. It'll that's be interesting to see if if handling becomes more of an issue than it did. He's got that sunny D. Keep Ooh. it cool, okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, Stenhouse. Yeah, and I'll say this: <laughs> I know that you can and, get from the back to the front. Pretty quickly at Daytona, 
But that first stage Saturday night is only 35 laps. That's what I'm saying. If Wallace is in the top five, hang on with all you got to get points, and then you can relax a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think Wallace makes it in. I, I think I think that that would be what NASCAR would want. I, I do. I, I don't. I, so I think there's a pl- not that there's a plan from NASCAR, but I think that hey hey Bubba, don't get crazy. We'd like you to be in the playoffs. Yeah. I think maybe that conversation's happened. No, I don't think maybe, so. I, I, I I know it has. I, I was there. I oh, you were. I, oh, I excellent. was. Did you I have was. a green white checker for us, or are we just gonna I do the now, trivia? Denny and I are dating. Anyway, oh, yeah, breaking news. Denny Lashevitz. He's uh, he's <laughs> he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> I did. I, I do have a green white checker, and right. this is just completely bananas. All right, what's the last book you've read or listened to? The Don't po- tell us about it. Just the Poisoner's Handbook. Travis, Larry McReynolds, The Constant Pursuit of Perfection. Oh. How's that going? I am. I'd say you're there, but from where I'm sitting, I am on the last chapter. Mm, you and, and I've Majeski. learned. I've learned a few things that I didn't know. That's which is, good. Which is all good. right. Dreamland. I'm currently reading that. So okay. Uh, all right. Uh, next question. Do you enjoy watching golf? The majors. Uh, if the majors? I enjoy, let me rephrase. I'll watch the Masters and the British. I don't watch the rest. Of all right, them. Travis. If I enjoy going to sleep, yes. What if you're in person? Have you ever gone to a golf tournament in person? Not a professional, but no. I think I'd rather watch paint dry than... Okay. Tell us how you really feel. And you? You've been to the Masters. I, I, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it much more in I person, think I'd but enjoy I, it I, per- like watching on, I like watching it on TV as well. And if you were going to a petting zoo and could only pet one animal, what, what, what would it be? Goat? And Travis? Uh... I don't think I could get close to it, but probably maybe a mountain lion. Okay. They have I, those at petting zoos? Uh, they do it this in, in the mountains. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He's through the big fence I'm over there. Say. No way. That's not part that's of the, part of the not petting exhibit. <laughs> that's, there's I a lot of kids. I would like to pet a, a mountain lion. Do you know what they have right next uh, to that petting a, zoo? A catamount. They, um, have, they have a prosthetic, li- they have a yeah. prosthetic <laughs> limb factory for children. <laughs> oh, goodness. And uh, I like I like the bunnies. They're very furry oh, and soft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Whose idea was it to build a museum at Darlington Raceway? Who, oh what, my gosh! What are the choices? Okay. Um, oh, it didn't give me any. <laughs> I'm gonna that? say Bill France, right? Didn't he? Build I'm it? gonna say one of two people, and the, I don't know, and I could be wrong on both. Either Harold Brasington or Jim Hunter. His last name was Bird. Okay, not Larry. The other one, Cliff. <laughs> Clifford. <laughs> Clifford the Big Bird. Red Bird. All right, what's the answer? <laughs> Joe Weatherly, for whom it is named. Do you oh. think we'd have noticed that in all the times Fe- we've been Featherly. there? Featherly. Featherly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. What good make enough. of car won all six races at Talladega from 85 to 87? I'm going to say it's the Ford Thunderbird. Mazda Miata. I'm going to say Ford Thunderbird. Because of Bill well. Elliott, yeah. right? Yeah. Plymouth. Ford. It didn't even. Okay. We got the all model. Right. Yeah. And it was just a make. What year did the Winston Cup stockers? Oh. Race at Road America's Road Course in Elkhart Lake. Nin- this is 1956. The Stalker? Is that in Stalkers. Indiana? That's what it's... It just means Elkhart Stock Lake. Cars. I'm, yeah. saying, oh, okay. I'm saying 1956. 1961. Yeah, we don't need... It's 56 by, by Mr. Historian over there. Yeah. How many miles was the longest race in the 1949 Winston Cup season? That was the first one. Mm-hmm. 725 miles. Nope. <laughs> Now, it's the longest race, not the longest circuit. I almost said a mile and a half, but that would have been a really and short race. And they're off. Yeah. And they're done. 
<laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna say 500 miles. 500. All right, M- Michael. Seven six ninety three. I'm gonna say two fifty. All right. Two hundred. Oh wow! What was the one they had to cancel after like eight hours in Georgia? Remember that road <laughs> yeah, course? Yeah, 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 yeah. We it talked about dark. that at length. Though. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it's still through the pine yeah. needles, or rather cars <laughs> end up the lake, and yeah. it was yeah. yeah. Fireball Roberts, I think, won the race. Because yeah. yeah, he designed the track. So. Bit yeah, of a that's homer. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, Gooden. That's that's it for episode ninety one. Thanks for listening, Travis. Why don't you take us out? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's going to be a great weekend of racing this weekend at Daytona. And then it's the Southern 500 the following weekend. The playoffs begin. That's hard to believe. Mm. It seems like just yesterday we were at Daytona. But just for Cup. Then there's Yes, still, just for yeah. Cup. Uh, enjoy the racing. Stay cool, everybody. And have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thanks for listening to Blind Spotting.